Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message comes from our midweek service with Connect Group leaders Johnny Alcaraz and Peter Howell as they bring messages about believing the report of the Lord. Enjoy this message. Come on, give God some praise. Come on, give God some praise. Come on, just uh, right where you are, just pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to be here tonight, God. Lord, we thank you for every home that's represented here tonight. Lord, we pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would minister, Lord. God, that your word would go forth with power. Lord, would encourage God, but challenge us at the same time and remind us, Lord, that we're never alone, God, and that your word is valuable. Your word is what sustains us, and we can rely on your word day and night. God, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You guys can uh, take a seat. Thank you, Daisy. And so, man, God is good, right? Come on, God is good. And so, that's right. And so before I get started, I do want to take time to honor my pastor, my senior pastors, Pastor Omar, Sister Letty. Can we give them a thank God for them? You know, I I think about their life and their compound consistency. and, And I really think about, like, where would I be without a church in Paramount? Like, I was lost, I was broken, and God led me to this church, and, and, and because of their faithfulness, their fruitfulness, and them not giving up, even though they, there were probably seasons when they felt like giving up, and they didn't, and, we're, and the fruit is here, the fruit is here, so Pastor Omar, Sister Letty, thank you so much for everything, we love you guys, and so, um, how many, uh, so how many know that in today's time that we live in, there is so much bad news, right, if, if you watch the news, I don't watch the news, but uh, there's times where I'll, I might go to my mom's and she might have the news on our, and, and there's never a second of good news. It's always bad. It's like, I'm like, what the heck? So why, why even watch it? And so I see that how easy it is for people to fall in, in, into believing everything that's being spoken from the news, from the media. And so, you know, I, I was debating on whether I was going to stay on the redeem topic because, I, you know, we all been redeemed and I love the topic. It really ministered to me. It reminded me that and it, and it helped me to appreciate the redemption, the, the, you know, the cross of Jesus Christ, that because of the redemption that we've all been saved, we've been sanctified and set apart. And so I wanted to speak on that, but the Lord, I felt like the Lord wouldn't let me go from this. And, and uh, Pastor Omar says this all the time, and, and it's something that it sticks in my heart, and it's, I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. Right, I'm not going to listen to what the world says. I'm not going to listen to what the media says. I don't care what news outlet is, right wing, left wing. It's all, it's all nonsense. And so I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. Amen. And so how many, th- how many know that there are times in our lives when we're doing good? Everything, uh, we're doing everything that we're supposed to. Uh, we're in a good place spiritually. Uh, we're walking in the favor of the Lord. And then all of a sudden life happens. How many, how many know what I'm talking about? Then all of a sudden, it feels like we are under attack. We become perplexed, right, confused. We become discouraged. And we feel like we're surrounded uh, by the enemy from all directions. How many know what I'm talking about? But I, I need to remind you, can I remind you tonight that in those moments of despair, in those moments of per- when you're perplexed, of uncertainty, that the Lord is with you. Say, the Lord is with me. That the Lord is with you. When things get crazy in life, we should never run from the Lord. That should never be an option. That, that should never be an option. Instead, we need to press in and hold on to the promises of God. No matter how things may look at the moment, it's just for a moment. But we should never come to a place where we're running from the Lord. 
And so tonight, I, I do want to highlight a story I found in the book of 2 Kings uh, chapter 19. And it's a story of how one person chose to believe the report of the Lord rather than the lies of the enemy. And so we're going to talk about Hezekiah. And so Hezekiah was, uh, he was a king. Hezekiah was a king of Judah. And 2 Chronicles 31.20 describes Hezekiah as a man who did what was good and right and faithful before the Lord his God. Now, Hezekiah was responsible for tearing down all the pagan idols, altars, and the temples that had built by his father. And actually, he, re- he was the one that was responsible for reestablishing worship, uh, worshiping the true living God in Judah. Now, to give you a little background of what's happening at this time, uh, the king of Assyria, his name is Sennacherib, and uh, Sennacherib was a king, he was the king of Assyria. He had conquered Israel, and he began a campaign to conquer Judah. Now, Israel at the time was, was, was a divided kingdom. There was, Israel was the northern, and then Judah was the southern. Uh, that happened after the book of Solomon. If you want more info, I, I encourage you to come to Reach Bible Institute, and Pastor Rob will be teaching. I don't know if he's going to teach about that, but I encourage you to come. That's where I learned that. Amen. Uh, but King Hezekiah, uh, King Hezekiah was surrounded by the enemies. So he had the Assyrians that were coming and pushing from the north. And he had uh, the Egyptians that were pushing from the south. So he was perplexed. He was, it felt like he was getting squished. Amen. But I love his faith. I love what he stood for. And check out, but check out the message that uh, Sennacherib had sent to Hezekiah and the people of Judah. And it's found in 2 Kings 18, 31-35. And it says this. It says, don't listen to Hezekiah. These are the terms the king of Assyria is offering. Make peace with me. Open the gates and come out. Then each of you can continue eating from your own grapevine and fig tree and drinking from your own well. Then I will arrange to take you to another land. And, and to another land. Where, where do I go? Sorry. Of grain, wine, and bread, and vineyards, olive groves, and honey. Choose life instead of death. Don't listen to Hezekiah when he tries to mislead you by saying, The Lord, the Lord will rescue us. Have the gods of any other nations ever saved their people from the king of Assyria? What happened to the gods of Hamath and Arpad? What happened to the gods of Sepharivim and Hannah and Iva? Did any god rescue Samaria from my power? What god of any nation has ever been able to save its people from my power? So what makes you think that the Lord can rescue Jerusalem from me? What a prideful individual, right? But how many times, how many of you know that the enemy will always try to get you to question the Lord? He will always try to get you to question the Lord. Can he really save me? Right? Don't listen to the man of God. He's just misleading you. How many have heard that before? Right? Don't go to church. Don't listen. How is he going to tell you? Nothing's ever going to change. Why even bother? No one cares. The Lord can't help you. Sennacherib even goes as far as to begin to mock God by throwing doubt in people's minds because the enemy will, well, that's one of his tactics is he'll begin to get you to doubt God and doubt that God can do it. Amen. But I love Hezekiah's reaction. I love his reaction. 
Because this is, this is the right way we're supposed to react when things come. Amen. He says this in 2 Kings 19. He says, now when King Hezekiah heard this report, heard their report, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and went into the temple of the Lord. He sent Elakim, the palace administrator, Shebna, the court sec secretary, and the leading priest, all dressed in burlap, to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. Now, I love what he did there because the Bible says he went straight to the temple which means he went straight to the Lord, right? He went direct. He knew where to go. He knew where the source was. He knew where he had to run. And so in times of distress, you got to run to the Lord because he's all you need. He, see, he didn't say, I'm done with God. I'm done with church. God can't rescue me, right? He could have easily went into a pity party and, and, and ran the other way. But he said, you know what? I'm gonna, I know where I need to be. Things are getting hard. Things are, are, are falling apart. I need to be in the house of the Lord. Amen? The other thing that he did is that he, just, he sought. The other thing, wise thing that he did is he sought advice from the man of God. See, Hezekiah did it right. First, he sought after the Lord. Second, he went after the man of God, which was the prophet uh, Isaiah. In our case, it would be our pastors, our, our lead, your, your connect group leader. If you don't go to a connect group leader, you get involved, get connected, amen? Yeah. So he, he knew where he needed to be. He needed direction, and you, he knew exactly where to go. You need some direction. Don't take it from your friend who's going to agree with everything that you say. Are just are going to side with you just to justify everything you're saying. You need to take it from someone who who you know walks with the Lord and is going to give you the truth. Now it's up to you if you're going to be mature enough to accept the truth and accept that whatever they're saying as true and take that advice. And you know what baffles me is when believers are taking advice from people who are not believers. Like you're asking someone who's not walking in, in the thing, not walking in the things of God, but you're asking them for marriage advice. You're asking them for advice. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. And so, uh, so check this out. So back to Second uh, Kings nineteen. Uh, soon, oh, what the heck? Why did it do that? Sorry, guys. So soon afterwards, King Sennacherib received word that the king, uh, Ternaka of Ethiopia, was leading an army to fight against him. And before leaving to meet the attack, he sent messengers back to Hezekiah in Jerusalem with, a, with another message. Right? So he's going back. This message is for King Hezekiah of Judah. Don't let your God, in whom you trust, deceive you with promises that Jerusalem will not be captured by the king of Assyria. You know perfectly well that the king of Assyria... What the king of Assyria has done, wherever they have gone, they have completely destroyed everyone who stood in their way. Why should you be any different? Have the gods of the other nations rescued them? Such nation as Gozan, Haran, Rezef, and the people of Eden were in Tel Asar. My predecessors destroyed them all. What happened to the king of Hamath, the king of Abrad, and the king of Zephyrim, Hannah and Iva? So here you see that Sennacherib is doubling down on the he's doubling down, right? He sent the same message at a different time to try to, try to discourage Hezekiah the same way, right? Because doesn't the enemy does that? Like he'll come at you the same, like the same tactic, the same way, just at a different time. There, there's something else that I notice um, that the enemy tries to remind Hezekiah of other, he tries to remind him of other people's past defeats, right? And that can be, that's powerful, because he tries to remind them of other, of other 
of other people's past defeats. There's no way you can walk in victory because you saw what I did to them. You can't have a good marriage because your home was broken. You can't be a good spouse because your parents failed. You can never really be free because addiction runs deep in your family. Those are lies of the enemy. Those are lies of the enemy, and you are not. Thank God that we are not defined by our past, but we are defined who we are in Christ and what Christ's word says about us. Say, more than conquerors, victorious, amen? So thank God that we're a new creation, hallelujah. Thank God that we're born again, sanctified, set apart, right? I refuse to be labeled by the enemy. I'm not going to believe the lies of the enemy. I'm going to believe the report of the Lord and what his word says about my life, amen? And so in Second uh, Kings 19, uh, verse 14 through 19, it's Hezekiah's prayer, and, 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 he, and he prays to the Lord. And he pretty much, I'm not, I, I, and it's probably back there. Oh, it's, it's not, all right. But he, money, he pretty much prays to the Lord, and, and he, he asks God, hey, you know what? I need you to fight this battle for me because I can't do it alone. I can't do this alone. And, and, and sometimes we might find ourselves in a place where it's out of our hands. And sometimes that's a good place to be because now we have to rely on God, right? And so just know that the Lord is fight. He'll fight your battles for you. All you have to do is have faith like Hezekiah and say, God, I'm going to trust you. I know that it doesn't look good, but I'm going to trust you anyways. I'm not going to run from you. I'm not going to walk away from you because your promises are yes and amen. And if you go ahead and you continue to read that chapter, I, I encourage you to read it when you get home. Uh, the Bible says that Sennacherib was defeated. The angel of the Lord went and, and killed 185,000. And, and he ended up leaving, uh, jumping ship, and went back to, to uh, I believe, it was Nineveh. And so as I finish, my conclusion is, as believers, we need to remember who we are, and more importantly, whose we are, who you belong to. Don't believe every negative thing that happens as final result. Or every negative thing you hear is not the end result. We serve a big God, a good God, and I refuse, I refuse to be intimidated by the enemy. Because my God is victorious and, he, and his promises are yes and amen. And the reality is, no matter what happens on this earth, whatever happens in life, right, I have, that I have a promise, I have an inheritance you have an inheritance in heaven that your name is written in the book of life, that you have an inheritance in eternity. So we really have no, no reason to be afraid, right? The enemy has, only has the power that you give him. Whatever you give him, he's going to take. But don't give him. Don't let him. Don't be his, don't be his, uh, his tool. Don't be his puppet. See, King, had a, King Hezekiah had a choice. Do I believe the report of the Lord or the lies of the enemy? And so my prayer today is that no matter what's going on in your life, right, I know that we got stuff going on, but that you're going you're to believe the report of the Lord and, not, and don't fall into the lies of the enemy, amen? Amen. Father, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for, just for your Holy Spirit, God, and for your word, God. And I, I pray, Father, that, that we would hold on to your promises, to your truth, God, because you're not a liar, Lord. Your word is true. Your word is uh, solid. Your word is concrete, Father, and we can rely on that, God. And I pray, God, for those that are in a season, God, of despair, a season of confusion, God, a season where they are surrounded by the enemy, Lord, that they would just hold on longer, God, because your grace is sufficient, God. And I just pray, Lord, the blessing and favor over them right now, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Let's give it up for Johnny, amen. What a powerful message. 
What an awesome message. Uh, I've just been blown away by the, the, the start of the new year and the sermon series we just got out of, Redeemed. Have you guys been blessed by that? I mean, what a powerful sermon series. Uh, Pastor Omar went in four weeks and he talked about Moses and his encounter of the burning bush. He had an experience with God, amen, and it changed his life forever. He was able to redeem the people from Egypt and, t- and take them out of Egypt. The story of Peter denying Jesus three times. Uh, Pastor Omar talked about how he followed at a distance and he overestimated his strength, but Jesus still restored his life, amen? Then he went into the story of Jacob, this conniver who burned everybody and he got to a point in his life where he couldn't run anymore and he was stuck and he had a wrestle with God and it says that God blessed him there and changed his name from Jacob to um, Israel which means prince of God amen and then he and then we just finished uh, the story of Naomi where it talks about the loss and heartache that she went through and it talked about the pain that she went through and it says that she went from bitter but God changed her life and redeemed her and made her better amen uh, the, where, where do you go from that like how do you end that there are all these stories in the Bible these powerful stories I want you to know that I was just thinking about that and all I can think of is the powerful stories that are here in this room right now the stories of God redeeming you and who needs to hear it, amen? So I wanted to let you know that I'm gonna be talking about Psalms 107, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. The Bible says this, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble. I, I don't know about you or, 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 or what that means or what, how I can apply it to you, but just think about this. Think about where you're at in Christ Jesus right now. But think about the cost of redemption. Think about the price that was paid for you to be saved. Think about what Jesus did on the cross for you so you can be saved and have everlasting life. There is nothing we can do to earn or pay back uh, Jesus for, for him saving us or for him rescuing us. The least we can do is make a stand for God, give him praise, and share our testimony, amen? Because there are people that need to hear it. We're in the midst of revival. God is moving here in Reach Church. People are coming in every single day. The altars are filled, and there are people here that need to hear your story. No matter how small or how big you may think it is, your story is important to God. He has changed you. He's redeemed you. He has set you free. And there are people coming in that need to hear that story. Amen. I was blessed yesterday by, by Brother Vic um, when we were at the prayer room. Don't miss a prayer room uh, session. Amen. Uh, this is what he said. He said that his, when he came to reach church, he said that his marriage was on the verge of destruction. It was ready to, uh, he was ready to get into divorce. And I liked how he put it. He said, every single door was closed. There was nothing else he could do, but there was one door that was open and that door was reach church and he came and he gave his life to Jesus and a month later his wife followed. They've been serving for years and God has redeemed him. God has rescued him and saved his marriage. God is good, amen? So let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Your testimony is powerful, it's important, and you mean to, uh, uh, you have uh, an important part, an important role in the kingdom of God, amen? Um, in, in Psalms 107.4, it, it says this, it talks about uh, being in a dry desert place. It says, then, the, uh, then um, I'm sorry, um, it says, some wandered in the desert waste, finding no way to the city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. And, and this is what I'm thinking about. Have you ever been in a dry, just dry place? Have you ever been somewhere where, where in life spiritually, uh, you're trying to find satisfaction here and there and, and you just can't fulfill? You know your life is more important and there's more meaning to your life? Uh, I was blessed by Kamayu's, where's Kamayu? Brother Kamayu's testimony. 
here's a man that, that was like uh, Mr. Popular. Uh, he, he, you know, he had it going on at school. He was the in crowd. But something just felt like there was something missing in his life. You know, he was, he's part of the baseball team. He said he was going out, partying here and there, never doing drugs. But he just felt like there was, there was something more for him in life. Amen? And when you listen to his testimony, it says that he found Jesus when he started reading his word. And God changed his life. And he has a fulfilling. He has, God's fulfilled that, that void in his life. God has fulfilled, you know, the calling upon him. He knows where he's going now. He's no longer wandering, thirsty, and hungry, trying to satisfy the things from the world. But he's satisfied by Jesus. Amen. Uh, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. And, and, and then here's another story in the same scripture in Psalms 107.10. It talks about uh, darkness, uh, being in, in, in the shadow of death, and being in prison. And let me just read this. It says, some sat in darkness and in the shadow of death. Prisoners in affliction and in irons, for they have rebelled against the, word, the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. So he bowed their heads, their hearts down with hard labor. They fell down with none to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their dark, uh, distress. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and burst their bonds apart. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love for his wondrous works to the children of men, for he shatters the doors of bronze and cuts into the bars of iron. What a powerful story. There's a brother here, uh, Justin. This man was in prison. He, 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 if you look at his testimony online um, in the My Story, you're going to find that he was serving God as a teenager, but he decided to follow a, a different crowd, and he left. And because of the decisions he made with his friends, it got him a life sentence of 84 years. But let me tell you something. He said that he sought God in prison. He got saved, and he got delivered. And I, I believe 15 years later, he is here in this house now. God has done a miracle. God has set him free. If God can do it in his life, then God can do it for you. And I just want to share, God can do amazing things. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Justin is awesome. He's here on the worship team. I believe he just got released from parole. I mean, God is good. How many other people have been set free from prison? Don't raise your hands, but God moves in every life and every lifestyle. Amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Man, God is good. And, and it goes on to talk about a man in his foolish ways. God's delivered foolish men from their own mistakes. God sent a word and healed them. In, in verse uh, 107, 17, it says, Some were fools through their sinful ways, and because of their iniquity suffered affliction. Now think about this type of lifestyle. This is the person who thinks they got it all together, that they don't need God, that they, they, that they, can, they can do whatever they want to do, they can live however they want to live without any repercussions, but that type of lifestyle will catch up to you. Uh, the Bible says that this type of person will make you get, uh, get you trapped in a corner, but good news that he cried out to the Lord. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Let them thank the Lord of his steadfast love for his wondrous works to the children of man. What an amazing story. And it goes on. So there's four stories. The fourth story is, is uh, about a people that were caught in a storm. In verse 107, 23, it says this. Some went down to the sea in ships doing business on great waters. They saw the deeds of the Lord, his wondrous works in the, in the deep, for he commanded and raised the stormy winds, which lifted up the waves of the sea. They mounted up the heaven. They went down to the depths. Their courage melted away in their evil plight. They reeled and, and staggered like drunken men and were at their wit's end. 
So we see a, a people that are in a storm. They went their own way. They decided to try to probably make a quick buck. Uh, quick buck, and uh, they probably don't know nothing about the sea, and uh, they end up getting caught in the storm, and they're just at wit's end, it says. They're ready to, they're, they're scared out of their minds, and they're ready to die, but they cried out to the Lord, and the Lord saved them, amen? And I, I think about that story, and I think about the people here, uh, those that aren't saved, if they're going through a storm, if they're in, in some type of battle that they feel like they can't get out, I wanna encourage you that God is there ready to redeem you and ready to rescue you. There is nothing that, that God can't do, and I believe he can save you right now. Mm. <clears throat> My mouth got dry. There's a few key repetitions here in all four stories. So there was a story of somebody wandering in the desert uh, there was a, a story of, of a man that was imprisoned, um, a story of, uh, of, of a prideful person making wrong decisions, and then there's a story of being stuck um, at sea. And all of these four stories, uh, they all cried out to the Lord. And in every single story, God answered them and rescued them and redeemed them. God rescued them and redeemed them. So I wanted to share this. God's steadfast love and his kindness towards us and his willingness to forgive Give us no matter how, how unfaithful we are to him. He is there for you, no matter who you are, no matter what, what lock, walk of life you had. And one thing that I, I do want to share is this. There's nothing that you can do to make God love you more. And there's nothing that you, 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 you can't do that'll make him love you less. So there's nothing you can do that'll make him love you more. And there's nothing, any mistake that you do will make him love you less. His love is there from you from the moment that you were born. He has a plan for your life. He has a calling upon you. He knows why he created you. So no matter how far you think you've gone, no matter how, much, how, how deep of the edge you think you've gone, I just want to remind you that there's a God in heaven that loves you and wants to redeem you and wants to set you free. His love is never ending. And, and I'm, just, I'm just blessed by, by what's happening here. Revival's taking place here, amen? And I don't want to miss what God is doing. I want to continue to ride the wave. I want to see more people get saved and redeemed. And I'm just letting you know the leaders can't do it all on their own. There are people coming in that need to hear your story. You can touch somebody. You can bless their life. You can strengthen them. Because if you can do it, it helps them understand that they can do it as well. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Don't be ashamed of your testimony. Even if your testimony is this, you never tried a drug before, you never smoked a cigarette, that's a powerful testimony, amen? You need to stand up and say, hey, I've never done any of that. And hey, that's great because I wish I had you as a friend, amen? No, <laughs> let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen, God is good. He is so good. He is good. And I, I, I don't know, I just, I wanted to share this psalm, you can, and I want to encourage you guys to read it. It's a powerful, powerful story of just uh, a God rescuing his people out of exile um, and, and, and his people just shouting out uh, and thanking God and, and thanking him for, for redemption, for taking him out of the enemy's hands. And, and there's four stories in there that we can relate to that are spiritual stories uh, that, that touched our hearts. And, you know, if we can, if we can bow our heads and, and uh, I'm going to close in prayer. Lord God, we just thank you for what you're doing here. I praise you, Lord God, for this sermon series that came to an end, Redemption, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, for all the lives you're transforming here. 
all the lives you're changing here, Lord God, all the lives you have changed, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, for the people you've redeemed, Lord God. I pray you continue to bring in the lost, Lord, and let them receive salvation, Lord God. I praise you, Lord, for, for all the lives that you're transforming and changing, every marriage that you're healing, Lord God, every teenager, every youth, Lord, that you're saving, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, for every life, Lord, that is being restored. I just praise you, Lord, and I pray that people respond to you. You know, I want to let you guys know right now, there can, there, there can be some of you guys, you might feel like you're in a deserted place. You might, you might feel like there's no point in life, that you've tried everything and you keep on messing up and you keep on falling, but for whatever reasons, you keep on hitting that wall and you just feel like the things in the world are not satisfying you anymore and you're just dry, you're numb. You, you don't have no drive, no ambition, there's nothing pushing you. I wanna let you know God can save you and rescue you. Maybe some of you might feel like you're imprisoned mentally. Maybe some of you might feel like, you know, you just, you're, you're just mentally just, you're depressed. You, you have these negative thoughts about yourself. I want you to know God can re redeem you and break those prison walls just like the word says he did in, in this story. I wanna let you know there's a way of escape and God is the way. He is the way to strengthen you. Any life that is without Jesus will lead to a dry place. Only Jesus can fulfill that life. And I want you to know that there is hope in your life if you're in the desert. There is hope in your life if you feel imprisoned. Or maybe you're a, you, you live a street lifestyle and you're always in and out of prison. And you're just tired of, of living this way. You're tired of the street life. You're tired of going in for a year and getting out. And, and you just want another way. I want to let you know God is here to redeem you and set you free. God is going to give you the strength so, he could, so you can follow him and he will change your life. Maybe you're in a storm right now and you don't know how to get out. Maybe the waves look too big for you to swim and you're just drifting away. I want you to know God can redeem you. God can set you free and he can save you and he can rescue you. Amen. If you were touched by Johnny's message or, or, or the message I just shared right now and, and, and you feel like you want change in your life and you feel like you need redemption, I want to let you know, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. God can redeem you today. God can give you purpose. He can give you a new life. He can guide your steps. He can turn around your life. Amen. With every eye closed, every head bowed, if that's you, if God's tugging on your heart right now, just raise your hand. We're here to pray for you. We're here to, um, to help you, to guide you. We're here to lead you to the Lord. Is there anybody out there that wants to give their life to Jesus right now? We take our time here. We don't want you leaving the same, amen? Some of you may be hesitant to come up, but I want you to know when I first came up, that was the best decision I ever made. I've been sober 12 years now. Beautiful wife, beautiful kids. God's redeemed me, amen? And he can do the same for you. If you feel like this, any of these messages touched your heart, the altar is open right now. Does anybody want to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior? Amen. Amen. Well, I want to encourage every single one of you. If you guys want to get up, we're going to get ready to worship. The altars are open. I want to encourage you to come up. Me and Johnny are going to be here to, to pray, with, pray with you guys. Uh, if I can have my brother Johnny come up. God is good. Amen. 
Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.